0: Um, there's something that he's put on my heart for this morning that I, uh, it's, it's kind of like, God, how do, how do we want to do this? But but let's open, and help me with this this morning. I believe there's something for us to get. I want to talk about destination versus waypoint. And anybody know what a waypoint is? I didn't until I got a GPS. And it started, it, it asked me if I wanted to call this thing, this point, a waypoint. And I, what in the world is a waypoint? Anybody know what a waypoint is? Okay, this is good. We're gonna learn something, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll kind of, I'll kind of get this started with an illustration of, of an experience we had. Um, we were, uh, we went to Colorado. I persuaded my wife to drive to Colorado for Christmas. And when, how long ago was this? This was like, I don't know, ten years ago or something. <laughs> it's the last time we've driven to Colorado, especially for Christmas. Uh, and I will tell you why, okay? And it will be a good illustration of destination versus waypoint, okay? Uh, what, 15 years? Is it really? <laughs> we're getting all kind of 16 years. It seems like yesterday to me. Oh. But uh, so, so we rented a four-wheel drive vehicle because we were, had forethought and uh, and it was good we went up through my uncle lives up in in uh uh the panhandle dumas i think is the town anybody know where dumas is mm-hmm. oh really oh wow okay so and that's like in the middle of nowhere right and and we were up there and the winds the snow's coming down horizontal and you know you have to go out with a uh, an axe to break the ice for the for the horse and everything and and uh, that, that was the last time I've been to Dumas, too. <laughs> but uh, uh, so we got to see my uncle up there, my Uncle Bud. And then we went up, and, and man, the snow was coming down. You know, I-25 going north towards, uh, you know, into Colorado Springs. I mean, that wind comes at, at crossways. I mean, and it's just it's coming hard, and, and you got semis and everything. And I'm, I'm I'm amazed my wife even let us do that. Uh, it was It's kind of gnarly going up. So we we made it up there, though. We had a good Christmas. We stayed in these cabins. It was wonderful. And then on the way back, uh, we came across the I-25. We're coming south. There's a a pass called Raton Pass, right, at the New Mexico border with Colorado. And, uh, man, I'm feeling good. I'm seeing home. I'm seeing Texas. We're going to make it going 70, 75 on the freeway, you know. Roads are clear, and we come over a tone pass, and the police. The sun's starting to go down. And the police, you know, have a roadblock, and they're pulling everybody over. And um, so, being the Colorado man that I am, I I look on the map. I see, oh, here's here's a place we can go around this, you know. <laughs> So, and, and hang with me. This was the leading of the Holy Spirit, actually. My wife was, curt, well, she was not thinking it was a good thing. Um, so the sun's going down, and I decide we're going to take this alternate route and get around this roadblock and keep on our way. She wants to add that part, but it doesn't really matter. So... So we get out and I make this left turn going on this thing that I think is a road and it turns into a trail. And the snow's coming down hard. So I tuck my tail between my legs and I go back to a little town, a little waypoint, something that we would have gone past. It was on the way, but we were not gonna go there because we were going home. That was our destination. We had home on my, on," what is it? Um, take me home, country road. That's what I was thinking about that little. <laughs> but it wasn't going to take me home. So I had to go back to Springer, New Mexico. It's a little cowboy town. And here's where the leading of the Holy Spirit was revealed. And my wife is still getting revelation. Because <laughs> right when we come into town, they were filling up the high school gym with people coming off the road and they just filled it up so we couldn't stay there so we kept going down main street and the baptist church just opened their doors and we went in and we got one you know how they had those little rooms off to the side of the platform and we got to stay in that little room for three days and the snow was but that was the blessing i mean people were staying on the pews this was our family tucked away, <laughs> provided for. And and then the pastor came and cooked us food and we, we kind of we, 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 we had a forced chill. You know, we <laughs> but it was it was the place that we got held up on on our way to our destination. And I got to thinking about, it, <laughs> I got to thinking about it. You know, there's people that actually live in that town. They were probably going somewhere else, and they stopped there and they said, "I'm going to stay here." That had to happen because there's people there, you know. <laughs> but I'm thinking about this with regard to where we are. In, in uh, this is the first of the year, and 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 we're we're passing through our lives with. Things that we're intending to do. We're going to school, we're having babies, we're doing other things, and and a lot of times it those little things can actually become our destination. And we can miss out on where we're actually going. Because God has a plan for our life that requires us to not get stuck in a waypoint and miss out on a destination. Because what God wants to do is take every place we're going through, and if we allow it to be going through it and not it become our destiny, our identity, God can empower that and make it something that is not a weight, it's not a, a hindrance, but it's a promotion. God can take everything we're going through if we allow it to be a going through and a, not a residence. Amen? Okay. So I have some verses that are going to support this. Aren't you glad? Um, <laughs> so I just want to look at what a destination is, first of all, because I think we kind of had an understanding of that. But I want to kind of highlight what I think, well, my, my perspective anyway, of a, of a waypoint. and It'll fit in. But well, you know, so many times when we're, we're, when we're perceiving things, it's all going through the filter of what we think stuff is anyway, right? So let's just get on the same page with waypoint a little bit, all right? And you can think whatever else you want to beyond that. But um, a destination is a desired arrival location. I guess you could say maybe it's not a desired for one desired one for somebody that's been convicted and they're going to prison or something like that. You know. But but it's it's a it's a destination that is inevitable. You're going to this place, and, and, and you're not seeing something beyond that, right? It's it's where you're going to. Um, but a waypoint, it it, it point, it, it's a point or several points. Along the chosen route. So if you notice on a GPS, um, especially the further you go, it's going to say, Do you want to take this route or do you want to take this route? This route has these waypoints on it. This route has these waypoints on it. And sometimes it'll say, You can get there quicker this way, but you might like this way better because it has different ones, right? right, right. Uh, so there's going to be points along that chosen route, okay? All right? But So I want to look at this because sometimes there can be storms that become waypoints. We can get stuck in a storm. That's what happened to us, right? We got stuck in a storm. And, and if we're not careful, that storm can be something that we never get actually past. It becomes a part of where we live. Okay? All right. Setbacks can be that way, too. Man, this happens to a lot of folks. And I find that I find the, the older I get, the more there can be a temptation for this to say, well, I'm beyond the age to be able to do certain things. Or, or when you step out and try to do something. Man, I've had this happen more than I like. <laughs> but you step out to try to do something, and, and it doesn't work. And, and, and now, instead of continuing on to a real destination, you let a setback... Keep you from moving forward. And you can stay behind the setback. Mm -hmm. Things in our past can be waypoints that we never get past. Okay. Successes can also be this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have certain codes, and I won't tell you what they are, but they're based upon waypoints in my life that I consider to be successes. That's not a bad thing. But if that's all I live in, I'm stuck in a waypoint that is going to inhibit me from maybe pressing on to something beyond that. Right. Amen? Right. Financial things can be the same way. If we decide that this is what it's about, it, we, we can be wonderfully successful financially. But it limits us to what God wants. Okay. Diversions can do that, too. Sometimes we just get diverted by things, right? Oh, this sounds like a nice thing to do. I think I'll just go try this. And you, and it doesn't just become a diversion. It becomes a, a destination. You end up there. I was thinking about this. You know, there was, there was a lot of people <laughs> that set out for California, you know, from Mississippi or where. I don't, I don't understand all that that much. But <laughs> they didn't make it there because they found a place. the way and they they could have ended up being like a you know striking it rich with gold or something but they found something else and it was kind of okay but it wasn't the the complete thing right all right and one more here just relationships relationships and I think this is why Jesus said you know what you're gonna have to hate relationships (laughs) And I don't think he meant hate them. But he said, you're going to have to let them not become a destination. This is not where you're staying. And this is a real, this is a real, uh, this can be a big hoop, I I think, especially for women. Uh, Men, too. I don't know, but women are kind of sappy about stuff. Uh, I, 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 I guess us guys are, too. So... We'll get Buddy up here and we'll let him cry a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because our, our hearts are connected to our families. Especially when they come from us. And they kind of look like us a little bit. And it's like, yeah. And you know what? If we're not careful, they can become a destination. That maybe they're just something that if we let them be a God waypoint to his destination, you'll be the better helper to them than you could ever be on your own amen all right so let's just go to hebrews here and we have a promised destination and i now i saw something in this passage that, that that i hadn't quite seen before remember this is this is this is where they give all the heroes of faith right and all these guys were believing for something that they were promised and what i think is really interesting you know Especially with with some of the stuff going on in the world recently, there's this thing that life is going to be over with. You know, you're going to die, so we better make sure that we don't die. But we're going to die anyway, so <laughs> it's really not going to help a whole lot. But but anyway, uh, there's this. What's the big deal about dying? Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to reach a destination that I like. I'm not going to fulfill something that I want to on this earth. And what was interesting about The heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 is that life on this earth is not where promises are completely fulfilled. We're a different bunch here. We don't live according to the the way the world lives. What we're going to doesn't matter how old I get or even if I kick the bucket before I get there. And it's very important that the destination that I have is that or else the waypoints along the way will be hindrances to even getting there. Right? right. I think God sees this very seriously. That we don't get stuck in a waypoint as our destination. We don't let something that we've gone through become our identity. We don't let... Trying to provide for our families. or, or, And they're all legitimate things. They're responsibilities that we're supposed to be doing. But we don't let them become our destiny. We don't let them become our dependents. They're not our trust. We don't say, I'm going to build a home here and live forever because we're not. <laughs> okay. So let me read this. Hebrews 11, 13 says, these heroes all died still clinging to to their faith, not even receiving all that had been promised them. Huh. So if I get a promise from God and I don't get it tomorrow, I'm not supposed to give up on God. Right. That's because there's a destination that's beyond tomorrow. There's a destination that's way beyond where we're at right now. That is faith. That is, it is, we live by faith in this, in this Life that we have. We're not living by by the world's standards. Amen? But this all depends on getting our destination right and not letting it become a waypoint. Okay. They all live their lives on earth as those who belonged to another realm. They all, that means that anybody that's going to walk by faith is going to walk with a different destination, with a different home, okay? For clearly, those who live this way are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. Wow. do you ever, what's going through these guys' heads? Are they different in their relationship to God than what we? No, they're the same. What's the difference? You know what what the difference a lot of times is? Peril. (laughs) You know, when it comes down to brass tacks and, and you are losing everything and you're having to actually trust God. The challenge for us, especially in America, is for us to not let this world be our home. Because we are so blessed because of people that went before us. People before us didn't get it wrong with certain things, especially with how we've been blessed today. now we get to live in, in amazing homes, air conditioning. Aren't you grateful right now? I'm, I'm grateful for the internal combustion engine right now. We'll see what happens after this. But, but you know, there, there's... What is this that we're living in? We are pampered and we can feel like we have—we don't have any further to go. And God's saying, no, I have a place. As long as you have breath on this earth, there's a destination beyond your perception that is earthly. That I'm wanting to take you to that you're going to have to get a different perspective of what you think to be a waypoint now. Or a destination now. You're going to have to understand it's just on the way. And for it to be what it needs to be, you got to get involved, God involved. And you have to get your destination set in the right place. And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. Because this is what happens when your waypoint becomes a destiny, you decide to go back to that thing. What happened to the children of Israel? They wanted to go back to the place they went through. Have you ever heard this? If you're going through hell, don't stop. And don't go back. Right? Why? Because we've been given somewhere else to go that we have to keep going. We don't see where we're at. Like a defeat. We don't see where we're at like it's something we're stuck in. We're, we don't see where we're, where we're at like we've arrived and we don't need to go anywhere else. We see where we're at as just something that if it is good, it's blessed by God. If it's a hindrance, it's a curse that God has given us freedom over. That we have to get our eyes on something beyond. Amen? All right. Oh, there's still more. All right but they couldn't turn they couldn't turn back don't you like that and here's the key this this is where i want us to be challenged what makes a difference in your destination it's not your plans it's not what you think about it's where you set your heart so it's not enough to just get a sermon and say well i guess i got to start thinking about heaven no you set your heart you get your heart set in the right place man it's like us in Springer. We didn't decide to stay there. We're seeing Texas. Cedar Park, Texas. Oh, home sweet home. I'm going to get on the road as soon as they let me. I'm going beyond. This Springer thing has been fun. I'm thankful for the pancakes. I'm thankful I got to meet the pastor and stay in his room. But this is not my home. Amen? But how is that possible? Only if you have a home to go to. And here's the thing for us, even as Christians. Mm-hmm. T- do we really have a home that we're going to? Mm-hmm. Amen? Because mm-hmm. we can get so comfortable here on this earth yes. that it becomes our destination. Mm-hmm. And we think, we think everything about God is just to help us with this destination. And he's saying, no, you get, you got to get your head out of this and get it there. And now I can equip you with power for this. As long as this is your destination, there is no faith for me to get involved in it. All right. So waypoints can become destinations. I've been making that point. I just want to look at at three different parts of this. Waypoints can be successes. They can be uh, adversities. And then they can just be passions of life. So let me just go through some of these, okay? Luke 12, 20. God said to him, what a fool you are to trust in your riches. Who is this? This is a rich man, right? He says... I've done all this stuff. What am I going to do now? I'm just going to build more more, uh, storage places for my crops. I'm just going to, because I've arrived. This is my destination, right? And there's such folly in this. (laughs) And we need to take it to heart ourselves. There's such folly in seeing the security that we have on this earth at all as being enough. It's not that God doesn't provide us some security. I'm thankful for my Glock, but it's not enough, right? Don't worry, I'm not packing right now, all right. Oh, yes I am. No, 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 that was a lie, okay. All right, God said to him, so he's planning all this stuff, and God says to this rich man, This man that has successes, this man that found that this earth was something that he could do really well with, he says, what a fool. So let's let's not look at successful people as being qualified as something we want to attain what they have. Not unless their destination is the one. What are we going to follow them in? I don't want to just follow them in what made them successful on this earth. I want to find somebody that's going beyond this earth. Amen? And I'm going to follow not just what they did to be successful here, but their destination that made their waypoint here successful. Okay? So what a fool you are to trust in your riches and not in me. This very night, the messengers of death are demanding to take your life. Then who will get all the wealth you have stored up for yourselves? This is what will happen to all those who fill their lives with everything but God. Now, I would say for anybody that fills up their lives <laughs> to exclude God in any way. I believe he needs to be involved in everything in our life. Not not just a part of our life. He needs to be the waypoint for all of us. God, where do you want me to go from here? That's where I'm going to go. Not because of it, but because of where you're taking me through it. Amen? Amen? All right. so there's, there's a way points of adversity, too. So a lot of times, we'll, we'll go through something. You know, I love that song, It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well as well as well, well with my soul. A lot of people, it's not well with their soul because they've gone through a loss. You know, I, I'm, you know, we, we mourn. You know, we, we, we lose somebody. I lost my mom, and it's like, I'm still figuring some things out, you know, as far as how do I need to... Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was in here praying. I was saying, hey, God... <laughs> Mom was something to me that nobody else is, you know? I, I'm missing that. But what's he going to say back? Oh, I understand. Just stay there. But he's going to say, hey, I got something beyond where she is now that, that I, that I want to take you to. That you're going to have to let go of a loss. You're going to have to let go of a, of a failure in your life. Because I've said something else about you that unless you listen to what I say about you, you're going to get stuck in this thing as if it was your destination. And woe is me because this is my destination. Right? So I like how, how, how David gives us such an example. You know, I think we got to get our mouths involved. Like Pastor Kim said, it's, it's not enough to just nod at God. <laughs> you know? We're going to have to say something. We're going to have to fill our mouths with what he says about us. And this is what David was so good at doing. Because you know, David had both. He started off with more adversity than he did anything. He went for a long time living in caves. But aren't don't you know, he never said, this is my destiny. And he didn't try to change his Destiny by overshooting what God's plan was or touching God's anointed or trying to make it happen himself. No, he always said, God, what do you want me to do? God gave him a promise he was going to be the king, but what did he do on the way? And then, well, he messed up too. I mean, <laughs> once he became the king, but but he didn't let that keep him back either. C- can you imagine? Something is terrible. You know, just our own consciousness would a lot of times just make us, well, depends on who you are. It's like, I don't know about you, but I like to beat myself up. I mean, I don't like it, but it, I I do it rather well. You know, so I'm pretty good at it, you know? And, and can you imagine doing something like that and, and, and having a man killed so that you, because he, his wife has her baby? It's like, goodness. How could you... How could you resolve that, yes, I'm going to be the king, the anointed holy king? Only if your destiny is different. When your destiny is different, you care for the thing that was wrong. It was bad. It was an adversity. But you care for it with the one who gave you a different destiny to go. And you go to him and you say, create in me a clean heart. Not... I've arrived in a bad heart. I'm going to stay here forever, and I'm going to make sure I feel bad about it. Right? No. No, no. God gave me a promise of something. This this failure, this adversity is not going to be my destiny. I'm going to go through that thing based upon a promise. Amen? (laughs) So, this, I, I just love, I love this, this, this chapter, but he says, though an army may encamp against me. Now, you can turn that into whatever. I mean, in his case, you know, in the case of failing like that, you know, his, his own flesh was, was overcoming him. That was like an army. That, that was worse than the armies that came against him. Yes. Really? Right. But he had real armies coming against, ah, aren't you glad we don't have to do this right now? It's like, we don't have to get out a sword. I don't even have to shoot my glock at anybody, you know. It's like <laughs> aren't you glad for that? We don't have David did. You know? And in the midst of and, and, and he had he had his best counselor turn his back on him and and go against him. And instead of feeling like a defeat, What happened when he got God involved in this waypoint? It sustained him. It kept him from doing things that would have completely disabled him. Right? He could have done something to to King Saul. He could have done something to his sons. There's a lot of things he could have done that would have disabled him. Now, God never promised him that he was going to be able to build a temple, so he never did. But look where it took him. It took him to a place of triumph yeah. because he didn't let it become his destiny. Yeah, All right? Good. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell not here. <laughs> Can you see this different with me? Yeah, that's good. Not here in a place of failure, not here in a place of attack, not here in a place of adversity, mm-hmm. but in the house of the Lord. That's my destiny. That's where I'm going to. So no matter what happens here, I'm going through it. Amen? Yeah. Amen. That I will seek, I will dwell now in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So you wonder what, what's going through David's mind when he's getting ready to go to battle? Okay. He's just thinking about where he's going to. Amen? Yeah. And that's why he was successful. But what did it do for him? Yeah. It didn't just make him successful. Uh, You can leave that off for right now. (laughs) It didn't just make him successful uh, uh, against his enemies. God blessed him financially. Hugely. Everything that the enemy could have said, you have failed, you're not going to do any of this, because he kept his heart right, because he kept his destination. The one thing he desired was a place by the Father, a home that was beyond this earth. God made the waypoint here turn into treasures. Amen? This is what God wants for all of us. He wants to take us beyond anything that we see on this earth as being stuck in and take us to a higher place in Him. One more thing. Worldly Passions, 1 Peter 2.11. My divinely loved friends, since you are resident aliens and foreigners in this world, I appeal to you to divorce yourselves from the evil desires that wage war within you. So there are things inside of us. You know, sometimes we think, I just need to go to therapy. I just need to help. I just need to get a coach. I just need to... And and that's true. But what is going to be the best thing that you discover is, is who you are and where you're going. Because so much of what the enemy wants to think is that this is... And, and this is what he's telling so many people in our world right now, is, is you aren't what you think you are or what the world has told you or what your body tells you you are. You're something else. Just confusion. And what God wants to come along and, and do is is give you a very clear picture of who you are and where you're going. Amen? Yes. Amen. But it requires us, and, and it's interesting here because, you know, We've been born into this flesh. And some of our passions are meant to be enjoyed. (laughs) But when they become a destiny, an identity, because this is what sin does, this is what passions do, is is they cause you to say, well, this is who I am. And that's why somebody can say, "Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm a cat now. (laughs) Because they've given in to... What they think they are. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, They've given in to a marriage with their passions. Yeah, awesome. They're more married to what they think they are right now yeah. than what God says they are way beyond now. So and it requires letting go of this. Yeah. Isn't this interesting, though, said, you have to declare, you have to become divorced You're the one. You initiate it. You take it to the courthouse. Irreconcilable differences. We're not hanging out anymore. Because I'm going to a different place that this waypoint is not going to keep me from. Amen? All right. So here's David. This is at the end of his life when he has been blessed by making it through those waypoints not letting them become his destiny. And what happens at the end of this? He has a he has a wonderful revelation and experience with bringing an offering before God to build the temple. Mark has all the figures. He says I don't know billions of dollars or something that they brought, I mean, to build the temple. And and you know, there was a rush of the glory of God when this happened. They were they were rejoicing in this. We're going to build this temple. And and, and David gets up and prays this prayer. And this is such an amazing prayer. And I just want to read this, okay? This is great. Yours is the mighty power and glory and victory and majesty. Everything in the heavens and earth is yours, Lord. And this is your kingdom. We adore you as being in control of everything. Riches and honor come from you alone. And you are the ruler of all mankind. Your hand controls power and might. And it is at your discretion that men are made great and given strength. Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be permitted to give anything to you? He said, first of all, I just want to recognize that everything along the path of my life has been provided by God and that I have nothing in myself to lay claim of that it's mine right everything has come from you we only give you what is yours already for we are here and here it is here's David's ability to do this to have this kind of perspective that is very healthy and we can say, yeah, that's good, yada, yada, blah, blah. Right? Or we can say, ah, here's somebody I might want to follow. Might want to follow David a little bit. Not just because he was good at wielding the sword or... <laughs> but because where his heart was. We are here... For but a moment Strangers in the land As our fathers were before us So David recognized That everybody that came before Enoch You know Noah These amazing people Abraham That came before Isaac That what was different about them Was that they didn't see this earth As their destiny They saw beyond they considered where they were now as as being strangers. Sometimes I really feel strange, but it's maybe not a bad thing. Maybe I need to feel strange. Really, we should not feel like we're we're cool with being like the world. That's right. Amen. Amen? Amen. I don't want to look to the world for my direction. <laughs> That's a messed up GPS. You're going you're gonna to be going off a cliff somewhere, right? For we are here for but a moment, strangers in the land as our fathers were before us. Our days on earth are like a shadow, gone so soon without a trace. And this comes home, it, and it does when you when you lose somebody. You start looking back at, at times that you spent together and, and all these things, and you start considering what really mattered, what really mattered. And, and, and the the opportunities you maybe missed, you know? And, and that's something I don't want to get caught up in either. And that's the danger when you do lose something is, is to feel like you're guilty of something. And we're, we're not to do that. But it should adjust how we see the moments we have left. Amen? should help us to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go on from that with a different view. I want to be changed in the presence of God. I want to be transformed. I don't care how much gray I get on my hair. I mean on my head. <laughs> in my hair. <laughs> I don't have, I don't care how many years I that add up for me. I want to completely be changed all the time in Him. Amen. And there's there's a way for me that's beyond now, that all the things in my past that the enemy might want to come and say, well, you can't go there because of this. No, 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 no. Amen. But how does that happen? That happens in the presence of God. Amen. I'm going to identify with Abraham. I'm going to identify with with Jacob. I'm going to wrestle with an angel, saying, I got to have a blessing. I got to have it. I have to have. You take me to that place that you keep running up and down that ladder for. Okay, okay. All right, our destination at home with the Lord and in bodies independent of earthly waypoints. So I just wanted to read this 2 Corinthians. Paul says this, and it's it's a little passage here, but man, he just puts it all together. This is where we need to be. We've gotten so used to looking in the mirror and thinking that that body that's looking back at us that sometimes we can be a little bit... Happy with, and sometimes we can say, "Man, I wish it looked more like." I don't know. My my wife might say Matthew McConaughey or something. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think? Brad Pitt. I don't know. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but most of all, what I want her to get is somebody that's going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Amen because it doesn't look doesn't matter what these bodies that we look at that we've been given they're just they're just earthly shells that we get to occupy and we should be we should be caring for them as if they're treasures right but they're treasures with a purpose let's read this this is wonderful we are convinced that even if these bodies we live in are folded up at death like tents we will still have a god built home that no human hands have built which will last forever in the heavenly realm. Man, that's pretty good right there, isn't it? But there's more, all right. We inwardly sigh as we live in these physical tents, longing to put on a new body for our life in heaven, in the belief that once we put on our new clothing, we won't find ourselves naked. So while living in this tent, we've grown under its burden. We are going through some waypoints that we have to navigate, right? We groan under what we're we're experiencing in this life, but we cannot allow the groaning to become an identity and a destiny. We have to keep moving, not because we want to die, but because we want these new bodies. We crave for all that is mortal to be swallowed up by eternal life. And this is no empty hope, for God himself is the one who has prepared for us this wonderful destiny. And to confirm this promise, he has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring as a guarantee. You know what we have in the Holy Spirit? Even right now as we're sitting here, the Holy Spirit is hovering in this place. And what is the the purpose of that? Jesus said, I got to leave so you can have a comforter. What is the comforter for? That you can take hold of an eternal destiny right now that you can encounter him right now and he, he's not just he's not just he's, you know, sometimes when I pray in the Holy ghost I can say well there I, I am a stranger <laughs> right? it, it's different but it's taking us to a different realm yeah. the we have to get into the, the the realm that is real if we're going to move towards it yeah. if we're going to make choices here that are taking us to it That's what he's talking about. He's giving us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring. Don't you like that? We're supposed to get divorced from our passions and engaged to Jesus by the Holy Spirit. That's why we're always full of courage. How many are always full of courage? I'm always full of it. I just have to go looking for it (laughs) sometimes. But aren't you you grateful that this is what we have in the Holy Spirit? It's a source of courage. What is the courage for? Because we're going to have to go through some things. And we're not going to stay there in those things. It's going to take courage to move beyond. Amen? Even while we're at home in this body, we're homesick to be with the Master. Just like we were homesick to be in Cedar Park while we were in Springer, New Mexico. All right. For we live by faith. Not by what we see in our with our eyes, we live with a joyful confidence. Don't you like that? Yeah, right. You know, if there's not some joy coming along, our vision is in the wrong place. Wow, Amen. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're trying to to <clears throat> to uh, get out of the forest when you got lost and you keep going by the same place ever over and over again. Yeah. So, man, that tree looks real familiar, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's not making you happy. God says you don't have to keep going by the same place every time. I have I have some place to take you, but you're going to have to let the Holy Spirit be the one that's guiding you. And if if this world's des if if this world's waypoint becomes your destiny, there's no way you're going to hear the Holy Spirit taking you somewhere else. Cuz it, it might not make sense to your mind at all. Amen. Yet at the same time, we take delight in the thought of leaving our bodies behind to be at home with the Lord. Man, that means I'm not afraid to die. That means the fear of death is not going to guide my decisions on earth. Amen? It's not going to tell me how to protect myself. Right? So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to Him. I'm going to come back to this in just a second. I wasn't going to use this because I'm getting sick and tired of using Elon most so much. <laughs> but I heard a I heard a, a interview with a guy that worked for him, and uh, said it was really interesting working for this guy because he he. He, he's so amazing in, in so many different areas. He, he said it, it's, you know, he said, I, I've met people that are brilliant, like rocket scientists, but they're not brilliant, you know, in some other area. He said the amazing thing about this guy, and I think I think he's naturally gifted. I, I think, you know, since a child, he was reading encyclopedias, you know, and, and enjoying it, and, you know, and remembering it, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, I mean, it, it's actually, I think it's a demonstration of God's creative amazingness, you know. But he said something that I thought was interesting because, I mean, he's got so many different things. He's got, you know, putting chips in people's brains. He's got, you know, cars. He's got rockets. He's got uh, satellites. And he just never stops, you know. And and Levi could tell us so much more because he actually worked for the guy. No, he didn't. He worked in his building out there. And he got to chum with him quite a bit. But, all right. But this guy said, he said, what, what's interesting about him is he makes every decision that he makes is based upon the prism of whether or not it's going to get him to Mars sooner or later. Isn't that interesting? I mean, he's doing all these other things. And again, I, I'm not following him. But I, I want to I follow his focus because I think this is something that's a godly thing. And it's partly why it's caused him to be successful in so many other areas is he, he feels this intensity to be continually pressing towards getting us to Mars. Why? Because he's concerned about the, the ability of the earth to last. Now, this is weird stuff. But you know, this, this earth is not going to last. Mars is not the answer. Heaven is the answer. But what he does, and, I, and I'm seeing it in this. He says, every decision he makes, that's what this guy's saying, is based upon the prism of, will this help us to get to Mars sooner or later? Isn't that interesting? And so it, it takes all the personal stuff out of it. It takes all the... That's why he can let stuff go, and, and, and it's just no big deal. Of course, he's you know filthy rich too, but... but what do we have? We, we have a promise that's so much better than Mars. <laughs> and but we have this limited time on this earth. God help us with this because we, we've, gotten, we've gotten so into a rat of what we think we're doing, you know, and God's saying, I, I want to take you, just, just go a little bit further with me. And allow the decisions you make to be on a prism of where it's taken you to heaven. Yes. Of kingdom things. Jesus said this. He said, just seek the kingdom first. That's the prism of heaven. So that every decision becomes gauged upon heaven as a destination. Did you know that this, this would this would take care of so many addictions, so many things in our flesh? You know? So, so much wasted. The enemy wants to steal and kill and destroy. And how he does it mostly is stealing our time. By getting us caught up with things in this life. And not doing anything for the kingdom. <laughs> amen. Not amen. Nami. Or name. Neme. That's the opposite of it. We don't want that to happen. Right? We don't want that. So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives pleasing to him. For one day, we will all be openly revealed before Christ on his throne. So that each of us will be duly recompensed for our actions done in life, whether good or worthless. There's a prison there, isn't there? That God wants to take us to. Where you're at right now. It's just a waypoint. And if you let it with me, I'll let it be part of a destination that is your promise with me. Amen? But it's going to have to affect every decision we make. Every decision we make. God isn't just our supplement. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Nobody comes to Him, to the Father but by Him. Amen. So every decision becomes how is this with regard to my my pathway. Amen.